Yo, guys, it's Cobb from the Be Easy Podcast, and baseball is back, baby. What a better way to start the baseball season than chatting it up with our favorite Philadelphia sports podcast host, Kevin from Too Close to Call. Kevin was a college baseball player at Lehigh University and is an absolute baseball fanatic. Kevin gives us his opinions on baseball coming back, the inside scoop from some of his friends in the league. The Be Easy crew sure hit a home run with this app. Play ball. Welcome to the Be Easy Podcast. Brought to you by your hosts, Carl and Abby O'Brien and Brendan Schuff. So sit back, relax, and be easy. You want your match back of the year? Yeah, I beat our buddy Sean in, in my first. Uh, we do at our club. We have a, a singles and doubles like bracket style tournament throughout the season, and nice. I I won. I played and won my first singles match against my go. buddy Sean. So that a boy. Shop, that's huge. Yeah, it was big. It was big. I've never actually <laughs> beat Sean in like a competitive match, so it was uh, very enjoyable for me. Nice. Not so much for him. Kevin, you didn't ask me how I'm hitting them. <laughs> Yeah, you out there, Abby, of course, right? <laughs> I played my first nine of all the whole season today. How'd it go? It was awesome. I had a blast. I was piping them off the driver, <laughs> off the toolbox. We're teaching her golf. But my right irons now. are I horrible. Like I can only hit a driver. She usually says striping them or piping them. That's her go-to lingo. I like it. Yeah, but now she's hooked now. Just one. Yeah, I did like it. Right? Yeah. You make one putt from like 15 feet and you're like, oh, hell yeah. It's so good, right? The adrenaline. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, did you see that shot? <laughs> Straight oh down the god. fairway, like it's perfect. Uh, she was complaining all as soon as she got back, though. She's like, I oh can't god, believe. Awesome. Oh my god, I'm so tired from walking eight holes today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to be fair, I did a yoga class right after I left. <laughs> there you go. I yeah, I did see the Instagram videos. You were out there. Nice. I've been in some parking lot today. You've been out golfing at all, Kevin? A couple times, man. Not yeah. too much. Not, not too much time. We'll have to get you out to the club sometime. For sure. For sure. I'm hoping to get out this Friday, like I'm sure everybody else is. Yeah, so. it's slammed. We'll right. keep your time now. Yeah, exactly. So excited. We'll see. Oh. But yeah, my old man belongs to a club up in the Allentown area. It's up north, kind of like Palmerton, Lori Station, okay. up that way. So he, he sneaks me out a couple of times. I've probably been out like three or four times up there. Lovely. What's it called? Woodstone Country Club. So it's it's up in the boom. It's the Bluestone. Yeah, right. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's 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 up there. Even for like Allentown people, they'll be like, "Oh shit, okay, it's up there." And I'm beautiful like, countryside up there, though. Yeah, exactly. It's on wow. almost like the side of a mountain, so you get like these types of you know fairways and stuff. Yeah. Like it's it can be a lot of fun. No, yeah, it's dope. All right, so we are doing we're doing the tenth session. Nice. I'm going to yeah. tell you that it's not really the 10th, but I'm going to have Shuff do the editing for that. Well, no, I mean, we, we, we had something set. We, we had the 10th episode set aside right. with ourselves, but we kept saying, what if baseball comes back? What if baseball, <laughs> what if baseball comes baseball back? Comes Maybe Kevin will be available. So, <laughs> I, Well, I feel like too, and because we went to him to get this whole thing started and we were kind of just like reaching out randomly because we saw him all of a sudden go from like a regular person with a job Boom, and now he runs like four podcasts. And it was right. like, holy smokes. So we were like, I remember the night we thought about it, and it was like, 
well, who are we going to ask? You know, we don't know anybody that has their own. And like, Shuff, we had an idea. We had talked about it on our own. And we were like, we have all these questions. And, you know, I feel like after this session with you, that's when we like sure. bought the mics the next week, got all the yeah. shit, paid for Zoom, the whole thing. And we yeah, started no, it was, it was really cool. I mean, we, re- we appreciate it. Oh, it's yeah, not too yeah. hard, right? Once you get the no. flow. No, but yeah, we appreciate you spent a lot of time with us, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, talking Only through fitting everything. to have him back, especially right? for his thing. But baseball is back. It is back. It is back. But what we have to do, Kev, is we got to start um, like we do with all of our guests. And we like to do a little mediocre rise from the younger age up to how they got to where they are. And then, you know, we'll let you tell the story. But so I did a little research today, all Kevin, all day long. <laughs> Um, does a lot of digging. What's funny too is I feel like I forget this. Like I know, like we did play softball together, right? I played with Kevin, and I know he played baseball, but I also didn't realize you went to Parkland too, and were from the Lehigh Valley. Like I knew you went to Lehigh, but I didn't know you were from up that way. Yeah, man. Um, but I lived up there for a couple of years because me and Chuck went to Northampton. Okay. Um, yeah. Back in when did we go there? Two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah, two thousand four to two thousand four to six. Yeah, up in North Bethlehem. You know, we yeah. had a lot of Parkland people. Um, you know, we. I ended up living, uh, we lived on almost every college campus you could end up in that besides, well, no, we lived on Moravian side. We lived uh, across, on the the, side across the street from, uh, from Liberty High School. Liberty High School. And sure. actually, I interned at TV2 Sports. That's with, right. Oh, there you go. I'm sure you, you were probably on quite a few times. Probably was. Yeah. yeah. With, with, you ready for this? Al DiCarlo. Oh, yeah. DiCarlo. He was literally yeah. my next door neighbor at one point. Really? Yeah, we know the DiCarlos and that whole yeah, moment. He, he was a great guy. Tell, tell, tell story, what actually. it is. She doesn't know. What, TV2 Sports? Yeah. But TV2 Sports is like um, your local sports station, but it's not like you're just for one town. It's like for the region. Yeah, um, so they would talk about like Loyal Sock playing like, you yeah. know, whatever, um, West or South South Williamsport. Like, like okay. they cover only the local regional high school sports. Yeah, and so I, I was uh, I was in TV. Yeah. I was like in TV production in college, so I needed to get an internship and applied at TV Two Sports. Met Al, and he uh, asked me to send in some reels. And the one I sent, I sent in the dating game show, which Carl was on, as well <laughs> as um, some other ridiculous video we made, Carl, where you were like skateboarding in the alley. That's right. I- I don't even remember what we did on this thing. All I know is when I got the when I went to for my final interview, he said, "Listen, we're hiring you. You were hilarious. The entire studio came in and watched this. Everyone was crying. <laughs> but like, once you move on from here, never share something like this again <laughs> for an interview <laughs> for anything. It was so inappropriate. I can't believe that they let you in. Do you yeah. have these reels lying around? <laughs> I mean, they're on they're on those little uh, like little DV tapes." I just need a converter. Oh, the tiny tapes. Uh, you tiny have to like DVDs. convert them. Yeah, that's when they made the cameras smaller. And- oh, I had a. I remember I begged my parents to buy me a camera in college, and I lost it within like a month and a half. Like one of those little <laughs> camcorders. I was like, yeah, so jealous. I lost my fair shirt. I'm not surprised by that. But so, so Kev, so where did so Parkland's pretty big though, like the district for Parkland, right? I mean, and and what yeah. are you are you guys quad A? Was it quad A or five A? Mm-hmm. They were four. Quad- four is as big as it went when I was around. Yeah, back the same. Yeah, I think. But I think now they've expanded it. I don't mm-hmm. know if I remember. but I think it's even like 6A now. Yeah, it might be. We were Ridley High School, and we were 4A. But we used yeah, to catch up football and football. And baseball every once in a while, but probably not as often as football. But, right. Uh, 
was Parkland like, did you have state championship runs or was it like, no, dude, we, um, literally my senior year was the only year we made a run and we lost in the district final. And like the good news, bad news is for my senior year is the LVC championship. We ended up winning and literally I threw six and a third, no hit innings out of seven and beat freedom. And I was seven and one. I had like a, 0.8 0.8 ERA <laughs> district final against Liberty. They scored eight runs in the top of the first inning against oh, Liberty, and we ended up getting smoked. And back then, only one team went to states. Wow. So even right, from the region, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Now it's literally, wow. I think, four teams go. And I was Is like, when my mom team? told me that, I was like, "Fuck that!" Only one team went <laughs> when we were there. Now it's four. Are you kidding me? Four teams stunk. We were literally twenty and two. And I just, in the first thing, just got lit up. I don't know what, it was, like, literally anything I threw, they just fucking smoked. It was one of those days. Wow. And so, like, we ended up losing, and then we were done, and that was it. We had won 16 in a row, lost the district final, and we were done. And it was like... Did they like, not do series in high school at all? Like, no? No, it's all best of ones. My God. Could you imagine that, Chef? Like, killing it the whole year, and then all of a sudden you got seven innings, and you're done. Well, no, I couldn't imagine killing it all year. <laughs> But no, I could, I could, I could fathom that and it would be, it would be heartbreaking. It would be absolutely uh, heartbreaking. Uh, So do you think that's the season, Kevin, that sends you, like, were you being recruited prior to that or is that like a breakout? So I was quite, let's see, prior to that. Yes. I had verbal before the year. So me in like summer ball and fall ball and all the showcases and all of that bullshit. Like Legion and some of the other stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, was never good enough. I stopped playing football after sophomore year because right. you had to focus on baseball because you had to play baseball in the fall to get recruited because the college coaches are coaching in the spring. So when you're playing in high school, they can like kind of sneak away, but they really don't recruit you for your high school ball. They recruit you for your summer league and your fall ball. And if you're playing football, it's hard to get recruited. So it was like, that was the shitty part where you had to pick between the two and it was like, well, baseball is probably more of the future, but football is a lot more fun. Right. So I'm going to play baseball. Did you right. play on like travel teams in high school or anything? Yeah. Yeah. All like all my life growing up, like even in middle school, I lived outside of Dallas, Texas for four years. Oh, I lived wow. in, I lived in South Lake Carroll, which is like a powerhouse outside of Dallas, like multiple state champions, like Chase Daniel, the quarterback went. Yeah. To- okay. Greg, yep. Ma- Greg McElroy went there. Yep. I played with Greg McElroy growing up. And there's like a ton of other names. So you were, you were four seasons. Yeah. So like literally year round in Texas, traveling to like Colorado, Nebraska, Florida. And this is, we're 12. Cooperstown. It's middle school. Yeah. It's middle school. <laughs> Flying all over on weekends. Literally playing ball, like tournaments against. It's like AAU style in basketball. It's wild. So, But that's where the kids get recruited now. Yeah, and then you move back up here, and up here it's not like that. They don't have those types of teams. They started to once I got into high school, and then I played on, like, the local all-stars, like, have a fall team. So they would travel and do the tournaments and things like that. So they finally figured it out. But, yeah, yeah, it's it's none of that, like, yeah, I got a tournament in Omaha, Nebraska this weekend. Like, see you guys in class on Monday. Like I'm literally 12, you know, it's like, but, but I mean, I have a story, like if you want to save it, but two, like that team I played with that travel team, three guys made the bigs, two guys made the NFL and then seven other guys played D one sports. Wow. And one of them still throwing, he's a reliever for the Astros. He's a buddy of mine. I still talk to another kid was a first round pick by the Rangers ended up playing like two years, got hurt, but we were literally 12. 
the one kid was throwing 66 miles an hour. The other wow. kid was throwing like 62. And then the rest of us were at like 56, 57. And yeah, that kid went in the first round and then in the 13th round. And I was like, yeah, I could have told you when we were 12 that those kids just wow. threw absolute pill. So, so did you go down there for that or did you end up having to move down to Texas and then? So like, went down for the dad's job and then through like playing and word of mouth. You got oh, hooked wow. up with this team, like, because there were local leagues. Yeah, yeah. And then there was, like, this travel team, you know, which, of course, cost Buku sure. four bucks. So For sure. you don't realize that when you're 11. But Yeah, you stay in a hotel, you're traveling, it's your family's going with you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so then you ended up back in, in Allentown. Yeah, so then dad gets promoted again, and HQ is in Buffalo, New York. And he was basically like, I'm not going to Buffalo, but I'll go back to the Lehigh Valley, which is where I'm from. And he went to Allen High School, like born and raised because it's a five hour drive to Buffalo. So he's like, worst case, if I got to get there, I can get there. Yeah, and you have so the airport right back. there too. Right, exactly. So, you know, an LVI up there is international somehow. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't really uh, don't understand that. Up, right. And then he always drives to Newark too. Like if he has to go True. somewhere crazy for an hour, hour and a half, which isn't crazy. But um, yeah, so we moved back. Then I was, that was 10th grade. Was it high school? No, that was, my sister was in 10th grade. I was in seventh grade. So it was middle school coming back. And then that's where it was like seventh and eighth grade football and then ninth grade and then and travel teams and then legion and then um i had multiple conversations with other schools but you know at the end of the day the old mantra like go where you're wanted type of thing um and at lehigh i was gonna play right away so like uh, uh my dad went to pit my sister went to pit i had a lot of conversations with pit but they were pretty much like yeah you can come as a walk-on maybe you'll play you'll redshirt maybe you won't and i was just kind of like nah, i don't really know if i want to do that i talked to virginia tech who basically said the same thing West Virginia said something similar. So I was like right on the cusp of that, like legitimate D1 prospect, you know, yeah. where they're like, we, we know you can play, but there's this guy throwing, you know, 88 when you're throwing 86 that we're going to give a, a first look to type of thing. And then at Lehigh, they basically said, Hey, come in here right away. Freshman year, you're probably going to be in our rotation. So that's why don't nice. you come to school and, you know, play. I feel yeah, like I <laughs> mentality which is like crazy but when i had a small i had a small sniff of basketball before i had some injuries and whatever and i remember thinking like even when guys were when letters like sophomore year and i was like would i rather ride the bench at a team that goes to like the national championship or would i rather play in a team that struggles to have a winning season every year like because at that point you know like i'm I'm good but like nothing crazy is really going to happen like i got to go to school (laughs) we're gonna have some fun like, this is awesome, but it's like, would I rather go for the ride and be, like, a bench player at, like, you know, North Carolina, or do I want to go to, like, NC Wilmington and light it up in the regular season and, like, make it one year? You know I mean, Lehigh, Lehigh is no joke. Oh, I'm not I saying mean, they're a joke, but I'm just saying, like... Yeah, so but no, it, basically, yeah, Wayne, Lehigh, these other schools, it was pretty much five-year commitment to these other schools. Maybe I'll get a chance to play eventually, or Lehigh, knowing it's four years in and out, and then, of course... I'm not a brainiac, but everybody throws that Lehigh education in your face constantly. And uh, the the money lined up with what they could offer to with what we had to pay because Lehigh also doesn't give scholarships in the Patriots. Oh, really? Yeah, so they do now, but they didn't back then. So it was literally like financial aid, like four or five different grants, quote unquote. Uh, you know, essentially, that's what they have for scholarships, adding it all up. And it it made enough sense to give it a shot. It, 
<laughs> I laugh, but literally like to this day, if you tell, if I tell somebody I went to Lehigh, the response is, oh, that's a good school. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. first thing out of their mouth. I, oh, I was yeah. literally, I was, at the, I was at the Pitt Clemson game years ago when Pitt upset Clemson, you know, again, I said my dad's sister went there. So we yeah. have family who went to Clemson. So it was a good time just to go. And I'm sitting there talking to a random guy. Oh, did you go to Pitt? I said, no, actually I went to Lehigh. And he just goes, oh, it's a good school. <laughs> like no connection to Lehigh, not from Allentown, like yeah. just in the middle I mean, of it literally is what I was, like, oh, cool. I was like, oh man. I was like, yeah, dude, I got in because I could hit a curveball. So that's about <laughs> it. Like, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's not Ivy League, right? But it's like right that's below. That's it. Next tier below, you know. Right that's below Ivy is Lehigh's in that in that mix. You played in your hometown, which is kind of fun. I'm sure you had a little following showing up at your games. I did. So that, that was kind of cool. Um, you know, especially the younger kids in high school who I played with would come over and check out games. And then in the spring is when we're playing, duh, but that's when people are on spring break. So a lot of the football guys who couldn't travel for spring break or who would be local in town, they would come over and yell at me too. And Lehigh, their atmosphere for baseball is not crazy at all. So you can hear everything. It's like (laughs) the stadium's on the side of a hill. So people throw the blanket out, like have a good time every now and then on the other side of the hill, you'll get the keg rolling. And, and, you know, you, cause you just walk out, oh, nobody knows where you went. I went to the car, you know, you come back with a red solo, like, come on, what are we doing here? But I'm trying uh, to remember where the stadium is. I mean, I, I lived on the campus for like a year and a half. Yeah. So it's all over the hill there on the way to the football field. It's behind like the basketball stadium, like on okay, the other side. Okay, so it's, okay. it's back in there and, and they would come and they would just yell at you and you can hear everything. That was the best part. Like <laughs> literally you'd be hitting or, like you'd be at third base or even pitching and they just yell something and everybody's hearing it. And you're just like, God, this is the best. I have hecklers up there who are actually rooting for me. So. Yeah. You, you like can hear all the fans. It's pretty, pretty sick. Yeah. Right. Like it is until you're pitching and they're yelling something stupid. That's an instant <laughs> joke. And you're fucking laughing on the mound and your coach is going, dude, what are you doing? Like it's bottom of the seventh. Why are you laughing? Yeah. They like, they know how, they know how to get at you for sure. Being exactly. Team. Yeah. Funny. They call you like yeah. some random girl's name who they know from high school is like a backstory, and like nobody knows what's happening except for you, and you can't like smile. So yeah. when you get into the dugout, one of the assistant coaches comes down and is normally like, "Hey, how was that last thing?" And come down and be like, "So who's Stacy?" And I'll be like, "Dude, come on, get out of here!" Like <laughs> that's funny. I never thought of that about having all the like still having your boys there around, like because and you you know. Usually, if you're going to go play in college, you're going somewhere away most yeah. of the time. Yeah. But there's guys that were on your team that might be sophomores or juniors that are like your boys for a year or two. And then like right. for them to still be there, but they're in high school. That's probably super cool to like see like, oh, last year I was playing with that guy. Now he's fucking pitching. Let's right. go bust the stones for sure. Yeah, and then the the football guys from high school, you know, I was the QB, so you get the old linemen who come in, have themselves a six pack, a six pack, and a good time at the ball game, double header. So nice. it, uh, it becomes fun, man, for sure. But yeah, Lehigh was cool, dude. I mean, looking back on it, we didn't win any conference championships or anything like that. We made yeah. a run my junior year. We had a good squad. Ended up losing in the playoffs, but we played some good teams with some legit guys on them who are still like in the bigs or, you know, found a, like we played against Notre Dame. We beat them in Florida one year. Golden Tate was playing for him running down balls out there. Um, That was just after Samarja was there. Jeff Samarja. Notre Dame. So they had some, uh, some talent on that side. And then my opening weekend was actually at Virginia who was ranked 14th in the country. 
And I was the long reliever, but if I didn't throw, if the first three starters had their job, I would start game four of the series. So it was basically two double headers, seven innings, nine innings, seven innings, nine innings. And if like the nine inning game, the guy sucked. So basically your number one starter and your number two starter went to seven inning games. Right. So your best guys go the shortest game and then you fill in elsewhere. And the yeah. other nine inning game, if that guy sucked, I would come in and like inning two or three and try to like carry it. But if not, I would go the fourth game and I ended up throwing the fourth game there. And, oh, dude, I was literally one catch on the outfield. It tipped off the guy's glove in left center from going six innings and giving up one run. And it tipped off the guy's glove one run scored second and third on the double next guy, like broken bat single up the middle and ended up being five and two thirds in like five runs or four wow. runs. Wow. literally like two <laughs> inches away from being out of the inning. And then you just look back on it and you're like, God, dude, that box score reads so crappy. And it was like two, two, inches, away two inches away from being, from being like Maholic six innings, one run against number 14 team. Like, come on. <laughs> That's a headline you'd like to see. What's right? your baseball number? What number was your jersey? So I was 20. I was 20 because I was, was the reason. Third. I was 20 growing up third base. My old man was 20 and he was 20 because of Michael Jack, the best third baseman ever locally, of course. The That's number 20 down. And then, yeah. Abby's and got then, a connection to Schmitty because her father and mother both went to Ohio University. Yeah. Where Mike oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Sure. That's cool. That. Bang, bang, bang. That's a lot of knowledge right there. That's awesome. Pretty knowledge. That's Indeed. awesome. But yeah, actually, the kid who wore 20 at Lehigh graduated the year before I got there, like coincidentally. So oh, wow. like the moment I like looked at the roster after I committed, I was like, all right, what is this? Is it available? He's a senior? Perfect. Like he nice. the coach and was like, 20 is mine. That's I got a family <laughs> like that too. Mine's 43. Like my dad wore it. My grandpa wore it. Right. Everybody in my family wears 43. So um, every time I used to go to sure. team, like, hey, I need the 43. Like, I, I won't play. <laughs> I won't play well if I don't have that number. I don't know what it and is. but So we love Lehigh. And then how do we get from Lehigh to Conchie? Yeah. I'm at, uh, I'm a stop, at oh, I was going to say a stop in between there and uh, in, in Maniunk. But what happened in Maniunk? <laughs> yeah. So. I graduated in 2011. That was, it sounds ridiculous talking about it now, but like the quote unquote recession coming out of college right. there. So more or less like get any job you can, who you know, not what you know type of thing. Um, I ended up taking classes the summer after the spring of quote unquote graduation because I was like 10 credits shy of graduating because I had to retake a couple of classes at Lehigh because they kicked my ass. You played so four years of baseball. I ended up, I ended up yeah, dude. <laughs> Right. Like, but I ended up taking, listen to the, like the summer class was literally like something in business. I don't even remember what the hell it was. And then it was a four credit early Hollywood horror films. <laughs> it was a philosophy class an elective I needed just to fill. Cause again, I had to like retake actual classes. So I had to pass down electives and it was like, all right, four credits. Who's the easiest professor? This guy, what's he teaching this? Perfect. So watching Nosferatu, uh, like the invisible man. And then we had to like, write, um, what was it? Dracula. I had to write a paper about how Dracula and some of his like followings and everything are similar to that of like Jesus Christ, oh like drink, drinking blood yes. and like everlasting life. And like, oh follow me. This, like there were like five or seven bullet points. And I was just like, just, this is so, just so you could get your diploma, right? That's just so, so I could get a piece of paper. But yeah. So then I graduated late that fall, ended up looking for a job, got into staffing, recruiting, 
that side of things. I had a buddy who graduated the year before at baseball at the company. It was pretty much like, dude, come get experience. And that was in Radnor. So I was driving Allentown to Radnor like an hour every day. And friend of a friend was uh, Matt Levin and Manny Young. So that's where he had the open room. I didn't never met the guy, never whatever. But like I trusted the middle person. It was basically like, yeah, get me the hell out of my parents' house after college for four years. Like, I don't want to be here. So I moved to Manyunk, did the staffing thing, then went out to Conchi because it was a better commute out to Radnor, ended up leaving that job, doing outside sales with Granger Industrial Supplies. So my old man being in the outside sales world, the uh, like rigging, chains, hoists, the luxurious, sexy world that that is yeah. uh, for, you know, 20 to 25 years, knew something at Granger. Hey, Granger got this new program entry-level sales, kind of get your foot in the door, get out of the office, ended up getting that gig. And then I was with Granger for like six and a half, seven years, and pretty much in Conchi for the entire time of it. But it was basically like, get me out of my parents' basement. So where's their headquarters? For Granger? Yeah. No, they're out in Illinois, just north of Chicago. So So you had a territory in the area? Yeah. Yeah. I had uh, like Conchi, Norristown, Bluebell, Plymouth Meeting. Bridgeport, kind of worried over. no. I don't know, but Kevin drove a wrapped like. SUV. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you could always. Oh, the Granger one. car. The Granger mobile, man. Oh, just, I lived on Eighth Street the same time you did in Conchi. We both lived on the same street, like two blocks apart. You remember that? Yes. Yeah. For a, a brief moment of time, up on Eighth uh, Street, for yeah. sure. I still yeah, drive past that house occasionally. Fond memories you know, there I, with the boys. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude, I had the Ford Escape all wrapped, red, black, white. Couldn't miss me, man. It was like, it was crazy. <laughs> and I met you and Manny Unk years ago, obviously. And uh, I feel sure. like one of, you guys had a crazy party. And I just remember you like standing on a keg at one party, handing out beer or something. And another time <laughs> we were all back in the kitchen, pre-gaming, going to a Phillies game. And this was like an intense pre-game for the There Phillies. you go. <laughs> And we were like taking the train. I don't know. There was you were always down for good times. You were. Hell yeah! I didn't even know anybody. That's what I'm saying. Like I moved in with Levin and and the boys, and I was like, oh, they went to Allen. That's cool. We'll have shit in common. Let's go. Yeah. That's so you funny. Have a basement there. I did. That's where I had. To, I had the own bathroom. Had the own you know closet walk through. If that's, that's what you want to call store. it. <laughs> I think I saw it once, probably when you gave us a tour or Levin gave us a tour. <laughs> yeah, right down there next to the workout room and the couch and the TV in my bedroom back in the corner, but. No, it, uh, it ended up working out. I mean, Manny Unk was the place to be early 20s. So oh, yeah. God. finding a place kind of like off the books, too, it was like, hell yeah, this is perfect. Right. And, and, then, right. and then you made the right move to Conchi. Right. And then you grow up a little bit. You get tired of that hill. So you, what was you, the you, right down the street from you guys? The Brickyard or the Brickhouse or something? Brickhouse, the Beheasy, 25-cent wings on Sundays. That's right. I was going to say 25-cent <laughs> wings. I used to live around the corner on the other side. I lived across from the Ugly Moose. Okay. It sure. like right diagonal. Sure, and I forget the name on the corner now, but down on like Shores, Dawson's, and the one, uh, no, one Castle Rocks. That one, no, up higher. Keep going, like up. Oh, CJ and X. That one, CJX. Yes. I don't even know what that is. Dude, Ian Biz. It's a local bar. It's a local. Oh, yeah. Ian Biz <laughs> used to steal the uh, the the um the beer glasses from CJ and X like crazy. Like our whole, I lived in the same like a same house with three guys or whatever. Nice. And our whole house was just filled with CJ and X beer glasses. 
<laughs> Sean would always come out late night and then he would have him under his shirt and he would get him and be like, empty your shirt. And he would take glasses <laughs> oh, under God. his shirt. I loved me. It was such a good time. But we played, that's where, so that's where I started playing softball again. And that's sure. kind of how we met Kevin. But yeah, I played rec softball starting in Maniunk for like 14 years or something ridiculous. That was back when it was uh, DTF. Right, DTF. Yeah. When Jersey Shore was hot, that's when he came go. out. That's how I came up with the name. I act that was my first logo design ever. I designed the, the logo for DTF. It's actually a pretty sweet logo. I still have the shirt. It was like a circles and stripes kind of thing, like <laughs> where it was like very new baseball. Like, oh, that could be a ball, that could be a bat, but it was like futuristic looking. But yeah, and then we met, you know, boom. And I remember Abby, I'm like, oh, I'm playing softball with all these guys. I'm telling her all the names, and she's like, You're playing softball with who? Because like we were five or six years removed. So she's like, wait a second, what? Yeah. With who? And I'm like, yeah, I was like, this dude Levin's really cool. I'm talking to Kevin. Like, and she's like looking at me like I'm fucking crazy. Right. And I find the whole story and I'm laughing well, about Kevin it the whole and I time. Played softball together and I and yes. Probably because Levin begged me. Oh, yeah. Oh, we needed a girl. We you needed two of them. Girls. You always we need girls. We always needed girls. Yeah, and then you get... Uh, it's always the problem in softball. Uh, dude, always get it too. It'd be like, Abby, just stand there. Don't move. I'll I'll play right center. You play right. Yeah. Just don't move. I'll get everything. Yeah. And around. Was, it was I perfect. Was like, we hit the minimum. It was like, thank you. Yes, that's right. Team and you'd be like, look, if there's someone on third base, I'm running in to cover home plate. <laughs> well, now, now in the... Um, the new Conchi League, you have to have three females. You know, I just think it's so sexist that they force you to tell you, like, how many men and women should be on the field. You know, it's just not right. Yeah. Right? That's got to be discrimination against somebody. It's call it co-ed, so they just need they need a little representation. Well, we're all about the females. I just don't think you should have to. It just makes it tough because, you know, sometimes you couldn't get girls that were willing to play and you still wanted to get a it's game. Restrictive. Down yeah, but then if you want to do that, you go to the big boy softball league and you get your ass kicked every week. Well, you're... we don't want we, we don't want that. No, nobody wants that. No, but it was fun. I mean, I remember, yeah, like, so we, we started this softball team back up because DTF died and right. Good Vibes started. Good vibes. And, yeah, Levin, it was Levin and I kind of starting the team up. And, yeah, Levin brought you in and Al uh, and I brought in Carl. <laughs> and steve and we had we had some uh good teams we had some good runs but we just never could i've never never won one it's probably one of my and i played sports for a long time but not winning a softball championship after like 14 years it hurts (laughs) and having like there was this i'm not going to get too deep but because i want to talk a little i want to go into how you started with the podcast a little bit but i got to tell this last story because it's fucking hilarious so we we go undefeated full season last shop you were there right we finally have the dope jerseys. We have the Under Armour jerseys, like the nice ones. We upgraded. That year's great. Undefeated all the way through, all the way to the playoffs. Night before the championship game, I'm like, you know what, dude? I know we're going to fucking win. I know it. I go to the store and I buy a mini champagne bottle because I'm going to go nuts after this game. And it's the cockiest move I've ever made. But I bought two of these mini champagne bottles. I put them in the bag and I'm like, you know, ready to go. I'm shit. We go to the game. I think we ended up losing, like, in the bottom. I walk like two kids. I'm the pitcher. Like, something gets me rattled. I blow the game. And then I leave the champagne in because the next year I open my bag and the fucking entire bag is covered in champagne. (laughs) (laughs) popped because it got – and everything for the next – like, my baseball gloves smelled like champagne for, like, the next five years. 
He's I torturing you. Every time. Every time. It's like, <laughs> an idiot. You're such an idiot. You're such an idiot. Oh, my goodness. Or, and then remember the one year, Shuff, we had, like, a concert everyone had tickets for? So they're like, yeah. Game. Yeah, it was one of the last years of our DTF team, and we were good then too. And we had like a we had a really good team, and they had to postpone the second round of the playoffs because of weather. And half our team was going to some concert. There's someone dumb like Monsters of Men or something like something that. stupid, <laughs> and like they all just skipped the game. So we scrambled to put the, a team together and got slaughtered. Oh my god, <laughs> slaughtered! I could spend a whole episode talking about sport and social in general. Yeah, and just. Go- do it all like about the rules and the ridiculousness you might and the, beer the hardos beer. yeah everything it's fucking hilarious but let's talk about kevin's podcasting which led us to our podcasting too close to call right so how did you make did you go somewhere else to, like talk to someone or was it like you that wanted to, to start doing it so it was me who decided to start doing it and it more or less came down to i started getting into podcasts you know, early wave or whatever, right? So I started listening to Eagles podcast, Phillies podcast, kind of seeing what's out there. And more or less, it hit me that like these people aren't saying anything really that me and my buddies aren't saying to each other and having conversations that way. Like, you know, it's the standard stuff. Like right now, what is it? Oh, should they trade for Jamal Adams? What do they do at right guard? What are the options there? Like everybody knows how the shows go if you're talking like Philly sports, right? So I was uh, doing the outside sales thing at Granger and I had a larger territory now like Allentown down to Maryland out to like central PA so I'm on the road for an hour an hour and a half at a time talking to one of my other buddies who does sales literally for 45 minutes at a time about the Eagles game on Sunday and what do we think is going to happen just standard bro bar talk right like working hard just dawned on me I'm like dude we should literally like just record this and put it out there and start our own podcast. You know, you, you see the bar still sports going crazy. Um, Pat McAfee was still up and coming back then, uh, you know, yeah. a couple of years ago, like, yeah, exactly. Now he's on his college scene. game day. Yeah, I remember time. that the startup, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like just listening and, and if you can be funny and engaging and interactive. So I was like, okay, how difficult is this? Uh, it's not that hard. I literally started with a mic that went straight into the computer USB style and we would hand the microphone back and forth, like the two of us. And Or he would be driving and I'd be at home and I'd hold the phone like right next to the microphone. So he would talk through the phone into the mic as I would kind of doing this. Like, so it's in one feed and, you know, it, it expanded from there. We started having fun and, the, you know, we're telling people about it. They're listening, they're commenting, they're checking it out, which you guys are starting yeah. to experience now. Um, sure. and then that's where, uh, we were probably six, seven, eight, nine months in something like that. And then my partner's life got in the way of continuing. He decided to have a second kid yes. and then go back into coaching high school football locally. So, you know, his hours got a lot more limited. Yeah. So it, it was pretty crazy from that point on. So then I kind of started to do my own thing. And then that's where, uh, through connections from my Maniunk life, Abby, I, I ran into Britt Carpenter, who had a radio show at Usula Media in Philadelphia. He, cool. he does a show called like Be Yourself. He kind of talks about Philly and, you know, he's really big in the um, volunteer scene in Philadelphia and the nonprofits and things okay. like that. So he has like a really big connection in that world. And he was basically saying, hey, this is an upstarting internet radio company for like Latinos and minorities and LG, 
BTK. I don't even know, right? Like I messed that one up, but because um, yeah. he, he's in that world. So, and he has a show and he was basically like, hey, come on my show. I want to do something similar to what we're doing right now. Like, let's just talk how you're figuring things out, getting through life. It's crazy. What's the deal? Um, and then I was doing that, talking about, hey, I have this sports website, podcast, blog, whatever, social media. And the GM was listening to our interview and I came out of that interview and she was like, you're a sports guy. And I was like, yes. And she was like, we don't have a sports guy. I was like, let's talk, you know? And then I came back like a week later, started talking about it. And I'm the minority at the station. She's literally like, we're using you to bring in the white fans and the white listeners because (laughs) half of it's in Spanish, half of it's in English, but it's like a perfect opportunity and it's even led to right before the pandemic, we were just starting to have conversations around media credentials. Like I, oh, I was going wow. to be credentialed for the uh, union to go into the locker room. I got credentialed for the Flyers game I, for one day. I um, saw that. I was going to yeah. say, I saw you credentialed for that. Yeah, so game. I got in for one game there, got oh. down to the locker room asking questions. And then like the main guy emailed the next day and was like, hey, dude, you got to get on a list. Like it's a long process. You can't just like do your thing. Because I, sh- I basically just showed up and was like, here's my media pass. What's the deal? And they were more or less like, uh, what, who, uh, just give them a just yellow, go. just go, just go. Right. Like, and I was like, yeah. cool, thanks. you know, and like, just follow the herd, you know, like, I'm not going to yeah. pretend like you belong. I didn't, I didn't yeah. ask any questions. I just was kind of there holding the phone up, you know, that type of thing, but that got shut down, but that was kind of <laughs> where that was going. Cause that was really a goal is to be like a reporter, yeah. you know, to be there at the press conferences talking and you guys see the blogs out there that are at that level. Um, but now with everything going on, that's kind of hit the halt. We don't know what the hell's going on with any sports media uh, yeah. moving forward. So, uh, but now I've been doing that radio show for, oh God, what's going to be July, probably 10, 11 months now, almost a year coming wow. up. It's uh, once or twice a week on usulamedia.com. Uh, it's Tuesdays. They, they just reshuffle Tuesdays from 6 to 7 uh, p.m. I, it I is when Usula. U-S-A-L-A. U-S-A-L-A. I've just been saying it wrong this whole time, guys. Yeah, so Usula Media. I've been saying like U-S-A-L-A. Right? Um, They partner essentially with my podcast, which is nice. So like I maintain all the rights for the audio and everything like that. So the podcast, yeah. So the podcast is essentially kind of the radio show combined into one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So all of that is like still me and and that audio and, you know, those, those clips I'm able to share and they want me to leverage their brand. So like the, the, the short clips or the, you know, the video of this putting out on multiple social medias and trying to grow. So that's been helpful. And then just dude, slowly, but surely just trying to, kind of get into somehow some way like the sports media world outside of being a writer because I just can't do the writing like I even tried blogging a couple of times and I'm like this just yeah. isn't fun like no. and I'm not bad at it honestly yeah. like I'm really not I've written a couple articles and people are like dude that was a good article you can actually write I'm like yeah but it took me like four hours and it was a pain in the ass so yeah I don't want to do that but I I got another gig to commentating live sports through Usula. I saw so that I, as well yeah leverage the the radio show with another local up-and-coming internet radio broadcasting company of high school sports Penn Sports Radio and essentially Allentown internet radio just audio not video but I will be the voice of the Allentown Central Catholic Vikings this fall for Penn Sports Radio so because that's always been something too I've always enjoyed or loved doing is watching a game and you know they they do all the sports football basketball baseball but like football they tend to assign you kind of to a team 
Okay. So you can like learn their shit and actually know what you're talking about week after week. You did a few games, so right? It's, uh, I did. I did a few games last okay. year, and then basketball. We we did the whole season for basketball. That one's okay. tough. Basketball's tough. Play to by do. play. Play by. I'm I'm a color guy. I, I like being the color guy. Yeah, you know, I, I like coming in and telling you what's what. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's fun. Play stuff. It's it's. Uh, we would go back and forth, and I sometimes. I, Every time I would have to do play-by-play, I would screw up the name or the number like every time. So I, that's when I started coming up with nicknames for everybody because I would just <laughs> give them a nickname or call them by the first name or um, like by the first letter of the first name or something. So right. like I wouldn't forget. But no, it's fun. I think announcing is when you get to do the color, it's like a lot of fun because you basically are like, I get to be myself and say whatever I'm thinking. Explaining what happens and why certain things are happening. And because... I still wanted to be involved with sports and I did the coaching thing. Um, I coached locally D three out here at Eastern university for a few years and that was fun. Um, but like, there's no money in that until you like become somebody type of thing. And then yeah. thought about umpiring. And then I remembered how I felt about umpires and how people feel about umpires. I was like, dude, nope, like not, not ROI in that, like not wow. even at a D three college level, you know, they get destroyed at every level. Nobody likes an yeah, umpire. Man, right. Like conchy softball to D three baseball. It's like, dude, I got man. kicked out of the softball game before. Just and turn them into robots. I think they just need to be robots. Ridiculous. <laughs> right. I got tossed in a hoop game in Philly, you know, you know, like the refs started talking to me. I was like, don't fucking talk to me. I, I got asked to play in a softball, in a softball league for one game, just to fill in. And I got kicked out of the game because I was running to first and he called me out and he was just being a jerk to the team the whole game. And he called me out. And I was clearly safe. And I turn around. I'm like, what the fuck, man? And he goes, what did you say? And I repeated it. And he goes, get out of here. You're right. Listen, my strategy as catcher was always to flirt with the umpires and get them on our good side. So when they had a difficult call, they liked me, but they hated all of you because you all partied with them the whole time. Oh, yeah. They did not. I tried that early. It didn't work as well for me. Yeah. It didn't work as well. But yeah, so I was like, I'm not doing that. Okay. What what else is there? Right. And then just kind of through podcasts in the world, just covering it and then announcing. And uh, I realized being behind a mic, I'm actually good at because through all of my sales experience, all of that presentation experience, right? Like, yeah. And at Granger, I got to the level where I was, you know, head of purchasing, head of safety. I'm doing PowerPoint presentations, Excel files, ROI year, you know, like, and, and people were pretty much like, dude, you're good at talking, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I've one, I was always a chatterbox growing up. You couldn't shut me up. I was loud as hell. And then I was always the guy who in college was like, I'll present if I don't have to do any of the work. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that. And all the chicks would be like, that's fine by me. Like, and everybody yeah. did their part, you know, like the shy girls at Lehigh who, who didn't want to present. I'd get up there wheeling and dealing. Like, I don't care. Everybody's as hell up there, dude. I remember too, like even Lehigh, the weekends at Lehigh were like quiet yeah. compared to, or not the reverse. I'm sorry. Weekdays for us were not quiet, right? Thursday, Thursday, Thursdays were huge. Friday nights we were out, but nobody would go out in Lehigh yeah. except for Saturday night. And we used to always make fun of them and be like, everybody's fucking studying. You must have known the wrong <laughs> Yeah. Right. So he's right though. The weekends and it was, it was different crowds kind of like for yeah. different days, like Sundays for us were huge. Cause that's when finally we had wrapped up our series. We could actually drink. We couldn't drink Friday or Saturday, right. the rest of the university. So we were big Sunday and then we were big Tuesday, Wednesday in the spring. So What's the other like, school up there. What day is it? 
It, right. So like, and then of the course, team, yeah, DeSales is right DeSales around. Is nearby. Yeah. We lived across the street from a DeSales soccer team and okay. they would have parties on like a weird night due to the schedule. Boys exactly. Boys, of and, course. And, and what was that bar at the bottom of the hill? So uh, there was Leon's on the one side. Like drinkers yeah. or? No, um, oh, it's my favorite. What's it called? McGrady's? No, McGrady's is a great one. That's all the way at the end. This is the big one. Molly's? With a B? No. Oh, that was at that side. Oh, yeah. yeah. What is all the way down by the Wendy's and the McDonald's, the big yeah, ball. Yeah, we did. That wasn't, cool. that wasn't cool when we were there. That was cool back in the day for me. Oh, Lehigh. really? That's I where me and Chef used to go, though. Yeah. With all the wood bar spots and yes. stuff. Yeah, we yeah. went there quite often. What was it called? <laughs> oh, that's going to annoy me. I know. Somebody look it up, right? I know. Uh, like Brewers or something? Or? I, think, I think it's been renamed at this point, to be honest. It probably has. I love probably. that campus. I thought Lehigh's campus is gorgeous. I love yeah. how you could walk everywhere. You could Dude, go it was nice once you lived off campus, right? Freshman and yeah. sophomore year, walking up and down the hill to class every day was a bitch. Like, because all the business classes are in one building, which is the bottom of the hill. So then you'd have to go all right. the way back up, all the way down. But then like junior, senior year, it'd be two blocks. And it was amazing. I may or not have, may or not have stole an umbrella from campus and put it in my bedroom. There you go. Roush junior Business year. Center. <laughs> still there <laughs> it was raining and i remember walking up the hill like this <laughs> so he takes an umbrella from like a picnic table and this umbrella yeah. is the size of his living room yeah like, dining it was great for parties people loved it they would laugh their asses off <laughs> i would know the umbrella would open up and i would put like a beach chair and a keg or something next to it and that's what i would do all night is like hang out on the umbrella <laughs> under the umbrella we used to steal kegs from Leon. May or may not have done that. May or may not have done that. We used to steal their kegs all the time from the back. Like, if we were going to go turn them in, because you know how you could turn kegs in? Like yeah, in, for $15. If you, well, back when I, we, we <laughs> sometimes we would have like five or six, and it, we might get one full keg for all of our kegs. Did they know it was you guys? Did you ever get caught? No, because we used to sometimes just like put one back, like if we would not finish it. But I loved Lehigh. Uh, I dude, love that campus. It was one a great of the, time. one of the keg stories I have back in college. This is a oh god. To this day, I don't know how people died, but so it would be winter break, right? Lehigh's oh, local enough break. to where everybody would come home on winter break. I still have my house at Lehigh because you have houses all year round. So party at Mahalik's place like every night because again, this is college. You're back in your parents' winter basement. Like, just just don't sit in my living room, you know, like yeah. at the very least. Like instead of the Applebee's parking lot, you can now chill at my apartment. So absolutely, winter break, we decide to throw the banger, like multiple kegger, have everybody from the Lehigh Valley because again, I played on like the travel baseball squad in the Lehigh Valley. So I got buddies and there's people from Lehigh from Liberty, from Central, from Emmaus. So, like, they all know about the party at Lehigh. So, it's literally, like, six, seven high schools coming in on this house. Love um, it. Wow. And we get there, and we're clearly underage still at this point because, you know, again, college, not yet senior year, but junior year and even sophomore year, I had a house. So, that's where we would go. And we had to, we had to find kegs because I thought I had them in my apartment, and I did not. And everybody's gone for winter break. So, all of the houses are locked, right? Except for I know that in the baseball house, the bathroom window doesn't lock. <laughs> oh, it's open, right? And not to mention, this is a second floor bathroom window oh, um, that we have to get to. And I know where the kegs are in the house. We just have to get in the house. So me, one other guy, we lift up. It's like, you know, I'm 6'2", whatever. The other guy's like 6'6". Six, six. The guy we're lifting up is like 6'4 and change. It's winter break, so there's still like snow and some ice like on the railings. And there was a second level deck to where 
we lifted him up and then like catapulted him up to this railing on the deck on the outside, which he then like caught the top of the railing <laughs> and did like the pull up from there with oh, his own weight to get onto the deck, which then you could open like the half window because it was above the sink. Like it wasn't right. even a full window. And I was like, you can lift that up if you push and lift. So he did that. And then he had to call, crawl through that window, like onto the sink, into the tub, into the house, got the two kegs, brought them out. He locked the door, got the local guy. Boom, we're good to go. Nobody panic. Party's still on. There was like a 45 minute window there where it's like, I have to text like 50 people and be like, dude, bring your own beer like and yeah, i know we got no beer yeah ruin the party <laughs> yeah right and i was gonna make money of course you know back right, then like, I had to pay for like 55 bucks 60 bucks like i wouldn't have gotten know? to college had i not got into that business i would not have made it through college right it's like yo if you're drinking here five bucks there's 30 150 bucks beer costs about 100 bucks all right cool 50 bucks for the damages i'll take it all right, all right let's well, go <laughs> but okay i think it's time to discuss baseball's back yeah back for now it is man. quite a for now situation quite a fluid true. situation that's i think Jeff said to me yo dude baseball's back like at least seven times before we're talking now yeah, oh, yeah. for sure no, i mean it's great it's back do you so, so i mean i read we read some stuff on it but i want to hear about your opinions on it like do you think that a this season is going to just be more hassle than it's worth b how many players do you think are going to return do you think that they're going to be able to field and is that going to move guys up? Cause we actually were hanging out with a potential minor league or two. And I had some combos with him and then three, what's the Phillies prediction? Yeah. So interesting enough, right? Like going even back to all the discussions on, on both sides. And like I said, I got a buddy of mine who still plays for the Astros. So I kind of pick his brain from time to time. I try not to be that annoying guy. And I, I found that kind of sweet spot of he talks to me and yet I don't piss him off because a, he's open and honest about hating the media and like right. doesn't want anything to do with it. And, he, and he's done my podcast a couple of times and like won't do radio shows. So like part <laughs> of that's kind of cool. Um, but I'll ask him and it, it came down to, the fact that he basically explained to me, like when the owners say, Hey, we're going to have a $600,000 loss per game, which I'm sure you guys have heard, you know, being floated all around there. Well, mm -hmm. he explained it as elementary as this is think you bought a house, everything in whatever you're at $0. Well, you expect to sell that house for a hundred thousand dollars. And now you're only going to sell the house for $70,000. Well, the owners are saying they're taking a $30,000 loss per house when wow. they're actually still making $70,000 on it. Do you, like, do you understand? And that's where yeah, like okay. the reporting and the media side of things, I was like, dude, you mean they're not actually like negative, negative money for playing a baseball game? And he was like, they just signed a billion dollar fucking contract in the postseason, And now they're not yeah. even going to pay us for the well, It was back on the up and up. I feel like baseball was making a little bit of a comeback. Not to say that it went away, but ratings oh, were for up sure. in the last couple of years. It was coming back and, getting more exciting there was more than two teams like it was bouncing back yeah dude and now this and it, it, it's it's the the aura of baseball the old man sport the unwritten rules you know all of that style of things right well yeah baseball is getting younger and baseball is starting to realize that that's where the eyeballs are the eyeballs are in the reactions or in the emotion in the responses there and then this spring to your point carl they finally mic'd guys up during the games yep. right because Nobody knows these guys. Nobody knows their personality. This isn't the NBA where they're on commercials. 
This yeah. is in, and the, a baseball guy is a different personality. Like it, it's a breed of human. It really is. And that's where like guys who I played with 10 years ago, who you don't talk to, you see them again, you just kind of instantly click because everybody's gone through the same shit. Like everybody's been on a bus six hours after like you play a game seven to 10, then you shower, you get on a bus it's six hours back. You get back at four 30 in the morning. You got to be at the field 10 30 for early work the next day. Then you're back home. Then you got a game the next night at seven o'clock. Like you just, it's a, it takes a certain character to not just blow your brains out. And everybody thinks like baseball is so luxurious, dude, imagine literally, right? So 162 games, I think it's in like 190 days tops. Well, those games are in like five to 10 increments in different cities. So every three to six to five days, you're up and you're going to a different city. Like there's yeah. a lot of times where they don't know what day it is. They don't know where they are because they got in at 1230 the next morning. Literally one of my stories I have just quick um, baseball related by my buddy, Ryan Presley. Right. So set the major league record for consecutive scoreless appearances in major league baseball history last year with 42 yeah. with Houston Astros I remember that. twins to the Astros dude's a monster right so years back though still trying to figure things out up and down from triple a and the bigs okay he's back with the twins organization their triple a team is in new york rochester new york yeah, they're rochester. playing the lehigh valley iron. Yeah. they're playing the lehigh valley iron pigs so they're in town right and i'm gonna go to a game we're gonna kick it we're gonna check it out because whenever he's close we hang out well i get a call literally at 12 30 at night and it's him on the phone i see it i'm like what, what do you want dude and he was like can you drive me to the airport tomorrow morning? And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, I just got called back to the bigs. Some guy's got an injury. I got to be in Kansas city tomorrow for the game. And wow. I'm like, he's like, I don't know when my flight is yet. I'll let you know. And I was like, I'm free, dude. I can take you. No problem. So I, you know, being the smart guy, I Google flights from Philly to Kansas city. One option's like seven 30. The other option's like 3 PM. So clearly he's going to be on the 7.30 flight in order to make the 2 p.m. game out in Kansas City. So I have to go pick him up at literally like 5.30 in the morning because they're in Allentown. He's flying out of Philadelphia. So I drive him from Allentown down to Philly basically just to hang out because he was like, dude, I could have caught an Uber, but I figured like you wanted to chill. I knew we were supposed to get dinner. So I'm like, hell yeah, dude, like let's go. So pick him up, take him down, hops on the plane, literally 7.30 straight to Kansas City, lands at like 10 gets in right there, right to the ballpark, like 11, 1130. The game's at one o'clock. He ends up throwing in the eighth inning that day in wow. Kansas city. And I'm like, people don't understand that this guy woke up in Allentown, Pennsylvania this morning at 5:30 AM and is now pitching oh, against the Royals in Kansas city at two o'clock. And of course he gave up a danger, like one inning, one run. But I was like, yeah, man, I like, I picked that kid up eight hours ago in Allentown. Like, there's people cursing his name on TV. Right. Like, it, he literally, we were dropping him off, and he's literally like, God, I hope Molitor has enough fucking sense not to throw me today. And I was <laughs> like, and I'm following along, boom, there he is in the seventh. And I'm like, that a boy, Paul Molitor, that a boy. Oh. <laughs> so um, so to, that, to that point, like, one of the biggest t talking points about baseball and getting younger and not, not listening to, to the audience is – everyone screaming reduction of games reduction of games and, sure. and mlb always pointed to you know the tradition of baseball and history sure. not ruining the record books well now we're going into a season where we're looking at a third of the games yeah, man. so does that open the door where the mlb can go okay maybe we can reduce to a new a new number i i think it may to an extent Honestly, Chef, I know 160 is probably a lot. There's been some communication around like 140 ish, yeah. cutting it back. 60 is obviously crazy. Well, yeah, no one ever wants to see a 60 game. Yeah. 
And that's where even even this summer, just looking at it, man, like I looked at the Phillies in 2018 and of course there's not 180 games. So there's some overlap, but like the first 60 games, they were 32 and 28 would have been tied for a wild card spot. The next 60 games, they were like 22 and 38. They were the worst team in baseball. And then the last 60 games, you remember they had a solid September. They were yeah. like 31 and 29 and was the hopes playoffs again. Like a game. And yeah, that, gotta, that's gotta the hope. same baseball team. Like, like literally the same team could either win the division or be the worst team in baseball. And it's the same players in 60 games. Like baseball is a beautiful thing in that aspect that where even if you suck as a team and like you're, you're rebuilding or the Orioles, you're the Rays. If one or two people get hot and one or two people get, get locked in, you can go 20 and 10 over yeah. the course of four weeks. Like it, it's one of those things. You just find a rhythm, you hit a streak and then you go maybe, I don't know, nine and three. And then you go 500 for the next two weeks and it's eight and eight. And those teams are going to be 17 and 12 and right there in first place. And you're going to go, how the hell is this possible? Well, they're number one. He's thrown three times. He's three and no, you know, the number two guy. And that's where you talk about the Phillies specifically, man, the more and more I kind of talk about it, the more I think they actually have a chance to be I was gonna say I I, was, I could definitely see a hot Phillies like they've done that before. How, how many times in the last couple of years has that happened for us too? Where it's like, wait a second, did they just win ten in a row? But it's like we're like, hold right. on, guys, it's they it's tend to run July. out. Chill out, guys. Yeah, it's man. July. That's exactly. Break. Let's relax. Well, yeah. I mean, like you know, I I I do hope that they consider a, a slight reduction in in the full season just because. It's it's for the fans. I mean, just and just your average fans. Obviously, like ma- major fans of baseball, want every game they can get. But trying to capture a larger audience, I just yeah, feel chef, like need it's to, not going to happen, man. Yeah, but I'm just um, you know, devil's advocate. Here, it's not going to happen because every game they make dollars. Yeah, right? so there's no way the owners are going to. You're not action. wrong, but to that and point, like I agree with you. For the fans. Yeah, what's yeah, that? What's the fan situation? None. None, right? None. Yeah, no fans. Not this year. Coming back next year. But so I was they, watching, or somebody had a soccer game on this weekend, like Liverpool and someone, and you know they don't have fans now either. But they had fan playing in the background. Noise. Fan yeah. Background. Do you think yeah. they're going to do that for baseball games? Because it's not going to be dead silent in the stadium. That's going to be fucking weird as shit. No, but that's where I think off the top of my head. I mean, it's a good question. And people have had small conversations around it. Nobody's really kind of dove into that yet. But I think, I think baseball has enough of the like in-between pitches, you know, dan, 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 you know, like they have enough like baseball sounds that yeah. they can get away with. You know, maybe you go all the way back to high school, the guy hits a foul ball and you play like the breaking grass sound or something yeah, like it's that. Gonna, it's going to be interesting. But what, I, what I'm excited about the is Oregon, just- right? Like what you just mentioned, how like the six, the, the Phillies went through three different versions of themselves in 60 game periods. You only have one 60 game period to make a playoff run. So like the, this season, if it goes off without a hitch, you have to think the TV numbers are going to be like off the charts. Yeah, uh, for sure. And that's been the problem with these negotiations and baseball is different than basketball and football is their money is in local television revenue. Their right. money is with Comcast, not with ESPN, not with NBC. There's the occasional one game a week, but that's why they can't do the bubble for obvious reasons because they need Comcast to put the money on. So I think the numbers will be up in the likes of like Philadelphia. I 
I just wish they would have agreed to the expanded playoff because then Shuff, I think that would have been even more, dude. I mean, imagine markets yeah. like the White Sox or the Angels, like getting the rest of LA or the Red or even the Mets being there in New York with the Yankees. Like the yeah. Ravens would have been ridiculous if six teams are making it. So that that's the one downer about them not agreeing and ultimately kind of just pushing off this agreement to basically file a grievance to try to get the books. So yeah, the, the owners won't tell them how much they actually make and they don't have to based on yeah. the, the way the business is set up and you just have to take them at their word and they've lied a couple of different times. So now <laughs> the players are, are pretty much like, dude, that I'm fucking crazy, right? Like you're saying 640, I don't believe you prove it. And the owners are just like, no, we don't have to believe us. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, give me something, you know, like, cause each team's going to be different because of the local revenue too. That's the other part with not having a salary cap, man. That's insane yeah. about major league baseball. Like it's still wild Tampa, how they still get Oakland, away with that. Yeah. And, and then Philly, cause they get a billion dollars with Comcast, you know, I'm not complaining cause we're in a huge market, right. but like no. if you're the Mariners or, you know, even like the twins up there occasionally, it's like, Oh, we made a huge splash. We signed Donaldson for like 17 million. You, know? you literally have to catch lightning in a bottle with some of yeah. these cities because you have yeah, like you no chance against the Yankees and the, and the Red Sox of the world. And I mean, right? there's quite like a Baltimore, few more. What was it? The Orioles had that like two year window where they made like. Yeah, with Adam good, I lived with the Orioles fan for they a had, couple of years and I remember those runs. And yeah, it was Adam so Jones like, and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but they then the guys get out of arbitration. You have to pay them money, and they're like, "Well, okay, see you later." I want to right, end on a good note. I want to talk about the World Series, okay? Because, because when I met Abby, she was like, "Oh, I'm a big Steelers fan. You know, I'm a big Penguins fan." But then we go. I remember the first time I come over, or she invites me like on our second date. She's like, "You want to go to the Phillies game?" She's like, "I'm a huge Phillies okay, fan." Three tickets. I'm like, what? <laughs> you're what? Really? Like you're not a Pirates fan? Um, it was so weird. I'm so you so tell so. your God, no. Yeah, but why aren't you? Well, I, in college, all my friends, I went to Shippensburg. It's probably been said on the podcast, but I, I, all my friends were from Philly. And I was in college during the World Series. So we just started watching it. Our house was on a party street. We were having the parties. We were charging, you know, the $5 a cup for the kegs. And we just had a couple World Series parties, and they were a blast. I didn't go to the parade. A bunch of my friends did. But I remember that moving to Philly, I was still really interested in the Phillies. And I went to a game, you know, I was like 23. I just moved here. And yeah, great I, time. Wore, I wore like a Philly shirt. Hunter Pence. Posted a photo. There you go. A week later in the mail, I get a letter written from my dad and my brother about how I'm thrown out of our family will because I went to a Phillies game and was wearing the <laughs> Phillies. So it's been kind of a running joke since. Oh, my God, dude, that run. So that those years with the runs... You know, one, I was in Maniunk and it was unfucking believable. I mean, so every, fun. like watching that October, like that, that fall baseball run. I mean, you're out in the bars with everybody. Like it was such a great time, like running around like nuts. We used to have all these dumb superstitions. We'd put like kids in the bathtub if they were down a run, like, <laughs> oh, chug a beer upside down in the bathtub. And then they would score. Like, it was just yeah. fucking crazy. Well, Kevin, I didn't realize we're the same age. So you were in college during the World Series run, too. I was, yeah. I was 7 to 11. So, like, right. my yeah. freshman fall was the first year they made it in that comeback against the Mets. You know, did, you, uh, did you go down to the parade? I did get down to the parade. And nice. that was I was still underage at that point. Literally, when the, uh, yeah. when the Phillies won, that was, like, my first beer with my dad. Like, wow. legally. Because, I mean, well, I drank, but, like, wasn't going to drink with me. And then right. they find literally the, the night they won first night I ever drank with my dad. And then the next morning at 9am I had an accounting test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
because the game got postponed. Like yeah. after the original yeah. game, I would have been good. It was a Wednesday, and they won the game on a Tuesday, canceled from Sunday because Monday was a rain out too. So it was literally uh, so much rain. Yeah. It was horrible. So, you know, and again, I'm close to home. It's like three innings. It's a Tuesday. I'm underage. So I'm like, okay, I'll go watch the game with the old man, see what happens. I got an exam. Well, they end up winning. So I ended up having like three beers. We're driving over to his buddy's house. We're having another beer or two over there. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about your academy exam. Your professor will understand. And I'm like, no, they, they won't. They don't speak they don't English. Care. They barely, like, they don't know sports. You know, what are you not like? So <laughs> it was just, yeah, that whole thing. And then, yeah, eight, nine, 10, and 11, my first year out was the last year when they were really good. But I remember like I was in college where we were for holidays. No, no against yep. the Reds. Yeah. Um, Cause we had fall ball like that day. We had just got back from practice. We got back in like the second inning. So we missed the start of it. But like you were saying, Carl, dude, lights out Lidge. Anytime he came oh in, all, all lights off in the house. Couldn't be a single light off. Had to be watching in the complete dark. Cause it was lights out Lidge. So that's great. Every ninth inning. Everything's off complete black, except for the television. I, dude, the 08 year was so fucking crazy. And I remember, because we had all just got home. It was like our first, it was my guy's first summer home from college. Mm -hmm. So we were like home and we live, I grew up, I grew up like 20, 20 minutes from the stadium. You so we used to go back right and forth all there. the time, dude. Yeah, oh, we was, yeah. it was like a joke. You would like go to hang out there on a sat like a Sunday That's afternoon. Yeah, uh, we would go. Me the and Phillies tailgates that year were legit. Dude, right? we would go play golf at, at uh, JFK or whatever it was called over there, that shitty golf course in the morning, <laughs> and then go drink beers with Sean's dad and go to the Sunday 1 o'clock. I mean, I, I always say, I, my buddies and I, you know, it took us forever to get down there to the parade. We pushed one of those plastic dumpsters up against a fence at Citizens Bank Park, stood on top of it all day, and it was one of the best days of my life. There you go. Like, we were right <laughs> at the end of the parade. P parents are handing us their kids so they could stand up on the dumpster with us. And they're like following up with like a bottle of liquor. Like take the liquor. If you'll take my kid. I didn't know. I, don't, I, uh, I was, I was, was working. I was working. I was so fucking furious. I was the only one that had a job like legit. And <laughs> I had to like, not legit, but like I had been working a little longer than everyone else. Cause I was home a year earlier and I was low man on the totem pole. I was in a sales job. Someone had to be there to answer the fucking phone. Sure. And that was me. Wow. Everyone was at the parade. Everyone. I mean, my company gave a holiday. All my drunk buffoon friends. Cause it's Halloween. Yeah, right? it was. Halloween. Yeah. I'm literally taking them. We got invited to our first big, like, Manny on Halloween party, right? Because our first year out of school. And uh, I remember I bought each of them a costume, put them in the <laughs> costumes, drove us to Manny and we stayed there for the rest of the night and woke up nice. and drove home hungover as hell. But oh, man. I, th that was, to me, recently is the best time in sports, even though, I mean, yes, the Eagles, I wish it would have had, like, Something would have happened earlier, but even when the Flyers went on that run again, I was still in Manny Yunk when they came back against the Black or and we played um, against the Blackhawks in the finals. Like being in the like that close to the city and being around it and near it, like it's ten times more fun than uh, yeah. anything. Like being I mean, with, like a hundred thousand people, but like not at the game, just in the streets, like yelling shit like all the time. It was such a fun time for Philly sports. I mean, the Eagles, the, the Eagles run was a little bit of fun too. <laughs> I'm not saying that they weren't fun shuff, but that was a little fun. Right. Just, a little, just a little bit. Any Philly sports is fun since they built Xfinity. That's true. It really is. It was the worst. It was like it the whole thing. Have you guys been to the vet for games? Have I ever back in the yeah. day? Oh, dude, I, I've been to sure. 
30, okay. 40 football games at the vet. You, you've never been to the vet, no? I actually I, was in a, a father and son race on the, on the vet, on the field for a Phillies game. Uh, my dad and me versus two other father and sons. Uh, the father had to, like, get on his nose on the bat and, like, spin around, like, 30 times. And then, then the son had to drag him down, the, like, the field. I'm, I'm winning. We're winning. This dad picks his son up and runs past us to win. It was... That's funny. It was a, yeah, still tough to swallow. We meant to do bark. What do they call it? The bark at the park night. Oh, and bring Arnie to the and dog park. Dog. dog, sure. Well, Abby lives. Abby lives. You know, Williamsport, PA. Right. We were just up there, but they have the cross cutters. Um, single. Oh, yeah. They do a lot of crazy shit like that, and that's now the field over there is where they play the. Um, they were doing the tour that were like I think one year it was Pittsburgh before and the Cubs. Yeah. It's like the, the big league game before. Yeah. But, yeah. Unfortunately, Williamsport's on the cutting block for the minor league reduction, so really? they're probably not going to have a team much longer. I don't know if Abby knew that. <laughs> yeah. We just broke our hearts right now. Yeah. Short short season A ball, which is the cross cutters. They basically take everybody who was drafted. They start in like June, series. and yeah, college was just for this year, right? Yeah, because that's what I was talking. So the kid I was talking to, and then I want to ask a couple more questions. But the, Bowman Field. Bowman Field, right. We yeah. were at a party down on the river in Williamsport. One of the guys, you know, Abby's brother went to high school with, his little brother, what's it, Datris? Yeah, yeah. So he played at UNC, big prospect, third baseman, or second baseman, I think, maybe. Second. Pretty legit. So I was talking to him, but he's just getting out, just starting to play. Um, he might have even been a senior. I forget, honestly. I was a little banged up, but. Um, I, I remember him saying, he's like, I don't think I'm playing ball this year. And I was like, what does that do for you? Like, do you just like hang out? He's like, I hope I don't get fat. He's like, I'm running every day trying to keep myself in shape. But you know, he's down on the river, all his friends, there's all kinds of stuff to do. Like guys just coming out of school. That's gotta be tough to be like, Hey, you can't go train. You can't go anywhere. Um, you know, you got to sit at home while we figure out if baseball is going to happen this year. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, and then and you don't then, know how many people it really probably affects. I mean, doubt like tons of kids' lives, like they have no idea what they're gonna do. Well, know? baseball is even cutting some minor league teams on top of it. They're looking to save costs that way. So they're and, like eliminate them all together. Yeah. Wow. That's basically what you're saying, go from, teams on the list. Yeah. Okay. So there's like six levels of minor leagues, and they're trying to cut it down to four. So you times wow. that by like 30 teams. They're trying to go from like 160 to 120. Or something like so that. many players out of the mix. Yeah, I guess I mean, gets funded from one of the caddies at our club just had to come back. He was gearing up to go on a run. And, really? Yeah, Kevin, I think his name is the young kid. Oh uh, yeah, the kid. Yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he he was training all. He took all of last year off and was training and was ready to join one of the teams and one of the leagues. And he's back. Yeah, it's, Gator. Uh, so do, do teams have full rosters that are coming back? How does like COVID work with all this? Yeah, so this year it's completely different. There's literally the major league team, which for round numbers is going to be 30 people. And then there's one other team. They're calling it a taxi squad, meaning they can go back and forth. And that's going to be about 30 names. So there's going to be about 60 total that are like, hey, you got to come back and work out and be associated with the ball club. But everybody else in the minor league system is they're still getting paid. The Phillies came out and basically said they're still going to give them their stipend. You know, good news. We're good Samaritans because some people aren't. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's another conversation. But, yeah, the rest of the guys are just chilling for this summer. And then next summer, hoping 
if there is minor league baseball again, if you can have fans, because they don't make money if they don't have fans. So they can't right. operate really, right? Right. Like major league has the TV money, minor leagues, it's all just attendance. So if they don't have attendance, they're not going to put on a game. It's going to be the same thing all over again. So it is going to be crazy. And they need that money in concessions and booze and exactly parking all, baseball, that, all the things that you buy baseball towns have gotten the fucking shove this year Literally, I, uh, probably hurts more though than the minor league team leaving i uh i have a pretty controversial question for you what do you think about the no licking of fingers for pitchers this year has <laughs> that been said? Oh yeah, the the wet rag in the back pocket. Yeah, they uh, have to carry a wet rag around. How do you feel yeah. about Shut that? Up. I de- I definitely went to the mouth, man. I was a grip yeah, fan. Yeah, you know for sure. They give you the rosin bag too. So yeah. I do that I don't know, like my right like my right butt cheeks just gonna be soaking wet the whole time. Dam- it's just gonna oh, be yeah. damp. It's a little right? damp. Like, what if they forget? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they will. And it's, and, and I feel like it's not even just that. It's also just the motion of it. Like it's in your routine, right? Oh, like, yeah. gonna, guys have been throwing like that for how long? And they're going to be like, you're going to see them catch themselves more than once. Like they'll that do is it so funny, Shuff, that you bring yeah. that up. I heard about it in about a dozen other sports this weekend. I don't know why, maybe that's why, but like in soccer, they're not allowed to like spit or clear their nose, like on the pitch. I heard now they're yelling at Dustin and Brooks Kepka about spitting, you know, Oh yeah, uh, true. The yeah, they said yeah, no because they're sitting on the greens and like people are balls are rolling on it. But like you know, and Carl and people like Carl put their balls in their mouth. <laughs> true story. Yeah, it's a true story. It's, goes, I don't do it all the time. Sometimes I do it. It's sometimes it's good luck. Sometimes this it's is not. golf ball. Just yeah, not the golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> we had to clarify. <laughs> oh my god what a great way to roll it out kids you guys are fucking ridiculous oh, okay. i got a couple of quick questions because we yeah. ask everybody the questions let's go so first thing that comes to your mind what was your last amazon delivery last amazon delivery a new headboard for your bed for the bed okay. adulting adulting yeah, adultish that's right you know, went with the bare bones skeleton crew. I said, it's probably about time we get a headboard here. So cheap. Yeah, it's it's little, like, little. Down. Yeah, it's good it's stuff. Class. It's a class right there. Yeah, exactly. It's classy. Yeah, I like that. Top notch. All right. And I also want a prediction for the season, the 60-game Philly season. What, what are you predicting wins Boy, I like loss? That. I like that. So I'm a Braves guy. I, I think the Braves win the division. I think the Braves are really, really good. Oh, my um, God. We have a new fucking guy that we golf with that is a Braves fan. He's going to be a just for about a decade. God, Shuff, I'm going to want to that? Dan. Oh, that's right. I'm uh, going to want to murder him. He's like my right. nemesis on the course. Like, we're close to the same cap. Like, I'm going to hate him so much when this season he starts. He keeps being quiet about it, too. No, Dude, he's going to wear a Braves hat every week. Every week. <laughs> Dude, the worst part is Freddie Freeman is a G, right? So, yeah. played against Phil Gosselin at Virginia, who's on the Phils now. But Phil mm-hmm. came up with the Braves as a second baseman. Made his debut in Queens at the at the uh, Mets Stadium. First time out there. It's NBP. He's taking ground balls. He's kind of in the hole. Freddie's over at first. Looks over at Freddie. Says like, "Hey, I'm Phil. You know, nice to meet you. How you doing?" Freddie looks over and says, "I'm the fucking cleanup hitter for the Atlanta Braves. How do you think I'm doing?" <laughs> he turns around and looks forward yet again. <laughs> yes. 
I hate him, but I have to. Right. That. Everybody <laughs> loves him. And then, of course, me. laughed, you know, turned back around. I was like, nice to meet you. How you doing? Like, yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah, I'm, yeah. Oh, how you doing? He's like, I'm a fucking clean up here for the Braves. How do you think I'm doing? Phil? How do you think <laughs> I'm That's amazing. <laughs> no, you really actually, I say I hate him just because he's a brave. Right? Like, I do too, man. You can't really hate Freddie Freeman, though. I mean, I hate him on the field, but he is oh. a funny guy and, and he's nice. He's a good dude. I, They're fun let's to hear it. I'm not letting you get away with Yeah, the Nationals now with Zimmerman sitting out and Ross, they got two guys opting out here for for health reasons. I mean, that's happening, Bear. A lot of guys are pulling out saying they don't want to go back they don't want to do the risk starting to hear it yeah yeah there's been a couple last couple days they're saying that that means they're not playing the 60 games and then what they're on the team for next year although they have a signed contract but they're forfeiting to get paid they will opt out and they won't be getting paid for those games because they think it's safety so it's usually guys that are making it oh my god no but this are are the phillies making the playoffs are the phillies making the playoffs do i do i commit to these 60 games (laughs) <laughs> short answer yes for sure the the more i think about it and the more i talk about it yeah long long answer is of course it's going to depend on a few different things right but you got nola at the top of the rotation you got wheeler at number two okay then you got arietta who stinks right so we're going to say he stinks but god yeah. forbid he figures it out a little bit because they're actually going to throw fastballs down in the zone now as opposed to up in the zone the last pitching coach was a big high fastball guy Okay. And Arietta can't do that shit. You know, the spin rate up there, he's a low guy. So maybe he is okay. And then after a week, you should get Spencer Howard, who was a stud prospect, literally like easy 95, 96, disgusting off speed. The guy's the next real deal. Like, Slide him right in. Wow. Yeah. So he, he would have been on an innings limit. He would have been up in July, August, throwing probably 80 innings at this point. But now he's not. But just to manipulate service time, they got to keep him down for a week. So okay. we won't see him until a week after the year. Same with Alec Baum. I'd be surprised if Baum's on the opening day roster. He'll be up after a week so they can do that same old manipulation of not getting an actual year of service right. time. They'll them all out and they won't pay him enough, right? Right. So he'll stay in the arbitration and it's only a week at 60 games. As it opposed really to is a business. It's oh, it's a bitch, dude. Like, they, literally, they to the day. like literally, there's 190 days in the season. You got to be up for 150 to count as the whole year. As soon as there's 149 days left, those kids are up. Cause yeah. they just don't call it like it's, it's crazy, man. Cause it's money. It's six. It's literally like 600 grand compared to $10 million. Look at JT real Muto. Yeah. You know, he got 10 million up from like four, like that's the yeah. difference in a year. So it compounds, but you put that pitching staff together, comes down to the bullpen. Honestly, in my opinion, I think that's where their weakest is the back end of the bullpen. For sure. um, it's offensively, dude. I mean, they have the pieces, yeah. right? A lot of good bats. You got Harper, Hoskins, Rio Muto. You got McCutcheon back. I like Quinn, Hazley in center. You get Segura. You got Gregorius, who I think can pop a couple. So I think the offense is going to be there. The starter should be there. It's just going to be rotation. And honestly, dude, the more you think about it, the more it's health, man. Like, yeah. if, if four people get coronavirus. Not a lot. Well, they've got some young guys, though. The core is young, but McCutcheon. I'm talking coronavirus, man. If Nola, <laughs> if Nola Wheeler, and Arietta come down with coronavirus because they were all in a pitcher's meeting, the fills are done. And, and like, like how, how's that going to work? Like, that, like, they sit out for two weeks, and then they come right back. Dude, I was talking about on my podcast. What happens have to if they travel? There's what happens if they travel to Atlanta? Nola tests positive in Atlanta. He's got to stay in the Atlanta hotel for two weeks, quarantined. Like, is he flying back That's by what's himself? What's happening no, with golf? Can't. All those guys that got picked up last week, they stay there. They stay in Hilton Head. Yeah, but like, but golfers are their own team. When you what's when his you, botany hasn't even left yet. They haven't let him leave. Yeah, but when you're dependent, like. It's going to, it's, dude. Seriously, that's going to be a huge deal. And we've seen now with the way everything's open, people are going to get it. So they're going to be walking around in like plastic bags. Well, wait, are they playing 
spring training in Florida right now? No, Florida, so they're right? home facility. So there right, are people exactly. in Florida, but not all of them, like there were right. before. Yeah, but, and then uh, so there's gonna be like no high, like no shake, handshakes after the game. No, yeah, none, none of that, it, man. It's but like be- at Taxi Squad, it's gonna be next man up. Clearly, we've seen in every like every professional sports team now, right? They shut down in March. They tried to figure out what the hell we're doing. Well, now they've right. clearly decided we're gonna move forward. Some of you are gonna get it. We're gonna try to contain it as much as possible. But it's next man up. Like yeah. football, basketball, baseball. Like we got 30 other guys for you, 30 guys. So if all of you 30 get it. The 30 guys from Lehigh Valley are going to be the Phillies tomorrow. Right, let's go. So it's really like, so it's really who has the best minor league. It could come down to who has the best minor league players. Dude, without a doubt, that's a huge conversation. Like the Tampa Bay Rays in 60 games, throw money on, man. Or there there could be like, let's say you get a good lead in the season and you literally tell your best players to go like hide away. So you know that they don't get it before the playoffs. We're quarantining the one and two spot and three closers. They won't be out for the rest of the season. Right? And, Dude, I mean, what? And I think you're going to be able to yeah. Two months ago, it was ridiculous that the birds took Jalen Hurts. Well, now it's like, well, what if Carson gets corona and he's out two weeks? It's Not that ridiculous bad. anymore, I guess. Huh? It's the just times evolve, man. And yeah. depth's going to be huge. I think it really is. Because normally you'd be like, oh, they're fine. Nobody's going to get it. Korean baseball, they're all clean. They're doing fine. Well, now we've literally seen, I think, hockey even just released like 17 out of 250 guys when they yeah. were back for phase three, just got it. Like, it's not going to be a lot of them, but that's one, a team two a team. And like Charlie Blackman tested positive already for the Rockies. So like he's out the next two weeks, but like, imagine that in the middle of the Rockies, he's a stud. He, it's like three fifty. Like, I mean, like they're done, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, or, I mean, they, you know, teams kind of do those manipulative things where they say someone's hurt, but you can't really do that as well now. Right. But you could yeah. say someone, they're worried about Corona. They experiencing symptoms, so we're going to sit them for a few days. Yeah, right. Like, what can you say? Well, let's let's hope that there is a season. Let's hope that we get. There the will be a season. Ball. There's definitely yeah. going to be. Let's a season. hope that the Phillies opinion. make the playoffs. We're going to start wrapping it up here, Kevo. Sure. We appreciate you coming on, man. This has been freaking awesome. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot for this. We have like the guy yeah, that we long, talked to but the first I, I like time. to talk. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could have went for three hours. I keep. I had to keep telling them, like, guys, we have to stop. I don't want to get the picture. I don't want to stop. We could go. Justin doesn't want to do that much editing. But I got to, I got to edit all this for, uh, for Thursday. We're releasing this one Thursday. I know. I know. Yeah. I feel you, chef. We talked about that, man. The editing is like, yeah, get it down. So our backlogs, like we'll record and their episode comes out three, four. Oh yeah. Three, four weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. But we're sneaking this one in. No, but this has been fucking awesome. I appreciate it. We've had, I mean, I know you know how much fun this is. We're fucking loving it. Sure. I hope it keeps going. And now I'm like, now I know like the people that are local. I think I, we saw some other chicken conchi has one too. Like I want to create like a local, like where everyone pushes the other stuff out. Right. Like let's yeah, get I got together. Like, John, John Barchard from 94.1 WIP. He actually lives in Conchi too. Oh, really? And he had to get together at Conchi brew pub the one night for all like local podcasts. And there was a lot oh, of sports cool. ones. Um, that we got together, but I actually saw on his Twitter, he's leaving WIP. I don't know what he's doing, but uh, yeah. So he put something out on Facebook that was, Hey, if you have a local podcast, basically I'm getting together, come talk to me. We'll, you know, network type of thing. And yeah, so it's something like that, you know, podcast fire pit. Carl, be the the change you want to see in this world, you know, (laughs) start it up. Um, But yeah, I mean, this was a lot of fun and we'll for sure, you know, we're going to be asking you to come back on. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, once baseball's back and there's actual games, I'll be. Uh, uh, we'll definitely do have to do a midway touch point. First, I'll be a speaker, I promise. So, thanks, dude. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, yeah no, yeah, thanks appreciate for coming. It's it awesome. We're so grateful you joined us for today's episode. Please go ahead and leave us a review here on the podcast. And if you love our content, we're also on Instagram and Facebook at Be Easy Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so go ahead and drop us a note, even over email, beeasypodpod at gmail.com. Maybe you'll join us for a future episode. So until next time, friends, be easy.